Hey guys, this is Zane Spirit, and thank you for tuning in to episode two of Living in Spirit. I'm so excited to continue this podcast and provide advice, ways of healing, nurturing yourself, and making peace uh, deep from within, and of course, living a life of purpose. And you know, my favorite part of doing this show is that I get to hear you guys' stories and experiences, and we're able to relate on a much deeper level and to also make sense of our situations. You know, everybody needs to hear each other. And I feel like this is a really great platform to be able to provide. Uh, just whether you want to remain anonymous or state a name or just a, a pen name, whatever it is, we're all interconnected with this energy and we're able to relate to each other and not feel so alone on our journeys. We're all connected through the collective. And so that's really important to remember. And so I want to encourage all of you to submit your stories and experiences to me so that we can talk about it on this show and I can provide insight from spirit and just previous past experiences that I've had within myself. And the best way to submit is by emailing us at souldriveglobal at gmail.com soul drive global at gmail.com just as it as it sounds is how it's spelled and of course this is uh provided to you by souldriveglobal.com please visit uh the store where i handcraft and create all of the products and provide my tarot reading services my mediumship abilities um meditational services just a lot of stuff that i'm providing to you guys um and i'll talk more in the announcements about the new things that are coming to the website pretty soon as well so I'm super excited about that. You guys can follow us on social media on Facebook. It's Soul Drive, S-O-U-L-D-R-I-B-E. That's how you remember it. And Soul Drive Global on Instagram. Um, and that's about it. <laughs> that's about it. And uh, any way that we can support you, your artwork, or do collaborations, I'm always looking to um, enhance my circle with like-minded energy, like-minded people, um, the same frequency. I want us to all vibe and just come to a common ground and a common community, a common place in our community to be able to provide more for, uh, the people that were helping along the way in their journeys. So yes, that is the, uh, things that we needed to get out of the way. Uh, one of the announcements that I want to bring to you guys' attention is that I have a ancestor collection, uh, three different collections that are, uh, a dedication to my ancestors and they've been on, they've been doing the work for you guys. They're the ones that I connect to when I channel for you. They're the ones that, uh, I put all the magic into with the spell work. Like they definitely contribute to a lot of, uh, the benefits that you guys experience through, um, through our sessions, but now they're on the forefront. And so the first part of the collections is five different perfumes, which are like spells in a bottle. And I'm actually doing a pre-sale for them because they are debuting on New Year's, New Year's Eve this year on 2019. Coming into 2020, we want to come in with our best energy, right? So I'm super excited to uh, put these collections out there. So I'm going to cover the five perfumes with you guys and what the pre-sale is so that you guys can jump on that because nobody wants to be late to the party, right? So um, the first one is the Awakening Perfume. It flourishes your gifts, um, uh, unfolds your spiritual awakening and elevation, guides you and provides wisdom, healing, and cleansing. Uh, that's the KG Collection. 
The Ku Collection is blessed, um, which is prosperity, abundance, success, and road, op uh, road opening uh, war, which provides protection and energy that people don't want to play with. Okay, Ku is not playing with nobody. Uh, it gives you that powerful spiritual army if you need it in the physical or the spiritual. And then, of course, the Mazella Collection, which she has Surrender, which is a spell in a bottle that basically makes your situations like putty in your hands. Uh, things are going to go more in your favor if you want to go to a job interview, if you're looking to negotiate uh, on a house, if you're looking to uh, make your partner surrender to you or make them more dominant in the bedroom, whatever you want to do with Surrender, like it's so dope because... Uh, it just gives you an upper hand and gives you a, pers a persuasive position. And then sugar, which calls forth adornment to be spoiled. To It, it makes your partner want to spoil you. It makes you, uh, if you want to attract sugar daddy, sugar mamas, if that's your thing. Uh, it definitely brings like the sweeter things uh, to life. And so those are the five different perfumes that are debuting. And I'm only doing 30 of each. So it's not going to be uh, very many. And I guarantee you that they're going to go quick. You can spray it on you. You can give it as a gift. You can spray it on items like your, if you're looking for a job, you can spray it on your resume. Uh, you can put it on your bed, your business plan, spray it on you. Whatever you want to do, it's going to, uh, it's going to help push forward your intent of what you're looking to accomplish. Now the price on new year's, the regular price for the 30, uh, the 30 milliliters of the perfume is 111, but the pre-sale price is 91 right now. And that's until I run out of pre-sale bottles or until the 21st of December. So you guys can contact us if you're interested in getting the pre-sales, because that's definitely going to be worth it. You don't want to miss the pre-sales. Um, and then all of the shipments will be sent out the first and second week of January. And then it'll take me a few more months to make more spell bottles. So definitely get it while it's out there. I do have other uh, items coming to the collection. So be looking out for that. Those will, a few of those will also debut on uh, New Year's. So excited. I hope you guys enjoy the products that, um, that I make. And if you haven't tried them yet, definitely give them a try or ask some questions. If you don't know what's going to work best in your situation, I'm more than happy to help you and assist you with the direction that you need to go in. So I pulled a tarot card for today's podcast, just a little update on how the energy is going and uh, your tarot forecast for the week. And um, today's energy is really showing a lot of uh, tower energy. The tower energy is the card that we pulled for today. And the tower really reminds us that we can take our old foundations. Sometimes we got to remove old things in order to build new things. If you have a storm coming, you don't want to be in your, your haystack shack. <laughs> you want to be in your brick house, right? And so the tower reminds us that the divine removes things for our like from our life for a purpose. And that it's important that we... Uh, allow ourselves to express freely and to feel those transitions, although they may be painful, 
um, the things that are leaving your life right now is for a purpose. It's for a greater purpose. It's for transitioning you to become a better person and to be in a in a freer place to express and to gain your abundant experience your abundance on a greater level. So don't be afraid of um, experiencing the loss. Like it's not necessarily a loss. It's all about perspective. So the divine is removing things from your life. Allow that to be what it is. Look, I tell people. Look, you want me to hold the door? You you want me to hold the door on your way out? Like, you want to leave? That's cool. Like, in fact, let me cut it off for you. Let me cut this connection off, right? The divine is always telling me, like, just go ahead and cut it off. If you're not feeling right about it, if you're not feeling like it's an equal exchange of, of friendship, of energy, like, then just let it go. If it's, if it's not feeling good, let it go. What's for you is going to be for you. What is, yes, you're going to go through trials and tribulations with people, with situations, regardless. But that doesn't mean that you deserve to be unhappy. And it's up to you to stop the cycle in your life. So if you're going through constant unhappiness, constant breaking down of foundations, then clearly you're not taking the time to build something worth sheltering you. You're not building a solid foundation of protection for you. Before you can gain something, you got to. Go ahead and clear up space for it. Create room. And on that note, spark up the blunt. I'm a pretty open person when it comes to letting the universe just flow. Like, I used to have a real control problem back in the day. And sometimes I even find myself having to make peace with it again sometimes and constantly remind myself that I don't have to control everything. I don't have to control the way every little which way of how something is going. I can only control my actions, which way, what I'm paying attention to in my thoughts and how dedicated I am to my purpose, like my actions, my thoughts, my emotions, like that's me. That's all I can do. I can't take care of anybody else. I can't be upset when somebody feels some type of way. I can't be upset when somebody does something. I don't care if it does violate what I thought we had or the connection that I thought we had. The The point is that you made a choice to act how you acted. And that's your choice. And that's not my burden to carry. It will never be your burden to carry anybody else's actions. Whatever they're responsible for, they're responsible for it. Truly let them have it. Let people have let people take responsibility for who they are and what they do. Cause that ain't got nothing to do with you on a real, real deal, Holyfield level. I mean that. Like let people live their life and you live yours. And like the sooner you come to terms with that, you can detach a lot easier and stop holding all the burden on your shoulders. You can stop stressing out and creating more problems in your life when you let people have themselves <laughs> and realize that you got you you don't need other people for you to to function in your life or to be successful you don't need a one-up from nobody else because you are the magic you are the empowerment you are like the the will you are the resource you are everything that you were seeking, everything that you were seeking was already within you. You know, so this is just a reminder. The divine is letting us know that we can let things go and let things be. 
and stop being so stressed and worried about what the outcome is going to be and just let it unfold. Sometimes we got to stop planning and just do it. Like, just do it. Like, sometimes we plan ourselves to death and we never get anything done. And so whatever is calling to your heart right now, just take some time, take some deep breaths. Definitely don't make rash decisions, but if you're really feeling it, if you're really listening to your intuition, if something is not feeling right, take a step back and see what you need to do. And then whatever, whenever it's apparent that you need to do something, just do it. I got to stop wasting time on the things that don't make you happy. For real. Like your self-care, your your self-maintenance is the most important thing that you could ever do to prolong your life, to bring blessings in, to to usher in new beginnings, to usher in success. Like that is the that's the platform for all of that. When you choose to love yourself and put yourself above anything else in the situation, like it no. When you don't take the time to love you, you're doing yourself and everybody else around you a disservice. So just keep that in mind. Like you can't just be like, give, give, give. Eventually you're going to be depleted and nobody's going to enjoy seeing you unhappy. Nobody likes to be around unhappy people. Nobody likes to be unhappy. If you do, it's because that's all you know. But I guarantee the moment you taste the sweetness of life, and you're truly appreciating and in gratitude for the amazing miracles that are happening around us every single day. Like life is beautiful. Life is amazing. It's it it gets painful. There's no like there's definitely no denying that healing is painful and that we have to go through pain and transitions in order to thrive and succeed and to understand and gain that wisdom and understanding. Until you reach a point where that wisdom and understanding has been within you all along. And then you don't have to go through painful circumstances anymore. Like people think you have to suffer in order to get your lessons. And that's not the truth. That's just your your ego telling you that you deserve to suffer some more. That's not true. You don't have to constantly. You can just sit and wait and observe. And I promise you will gain all the information that you need to know. If you are observant enough, if you're patient enough, everything will come to surface. And I think a lot of people miss that when when we're coming to um, when we're coming to terms with the things that are going on around in our lives, for sure. So we're going to go. We have two questions today. Um, We have two questions today, and one of them is rather long, so we're going to do that in the second half of the podcast, but we're going to go ahead and jump into Winter's question, and again, like, this is my favorite part of the podcast is being able to hear you guys' stories, so the more detail, the better. I love it. I think it, it really puts things into perspective for us, so definitely continue to do that. All right. So Winter says, over the years, I've rushed into relationships out of fear of being broke, fear of being lonely and fear of dying without anyone by my side. Me rushing into relationships has caused a lot of drama in my life, going to jail, losing jobs, friends, money, etc. I've been talking to this girl, which has been about four months since we started talking and I really like her. But everything is so slow and it's causing me to overthink and it and become indecisive because I'm so used to rushing. So by us taking things slow, it makes me feel like we aren't exclusive, although she says we are and I don't feel like we are. But I don't feel like we are. 
How does one learn to take things slow and to soak up the vibes? I feel like I'm getting anxious about the relationship or friendship, if you will. What do I do to slow things down for myself and how to take my time with things? I don't want to rush, but I feel like time isn't on my side. How do I learn to take my time? So, Winter, that's a really great question, and I'm so glad that you're bringing it up because a lot of people struggle with this, and once again, even I did at one point. Um, Going with the flow of things is a battle of internal trust. So, number one, you have to trust yourself. You have to trust yourself to know that you're going to have discernment if a situation doesn't feel right to you. You are at a fear, you're at a, a place of fear because you don't actually trust yourself to notice if this woman is not feeling the same way about you at some point. It's not necessarily about whether she's doing something right else right now or not. The truth is you have to trust yourself. And in order to take, in order to see that time is not a factor, you also have to realize that you create your reality. The more in tune and the more that I go in the flow with the universe, the more, the less concept of time that I actually have. Most of the time I'm like, I don't even know what day it is. And it's just because I'm constantly flowing and I'm just like, I'm on a natural, I'm just on a natural high. I'm on a natural movement. It's like, if you're looking at the ocean, the waves are just coming up and they're going down. They're coming up and they're going down. And I feel like, If you just riding the wave and you're not attaching yourself, like you also have to understand that you have to be secure within yourself. Again, that's a trusting, securing yourself to know that you don't need anybody else to make your to make you happy. You don't need anybody else to bring you success or to or to fulfill that part of you. And so you have to also ask yourself this question: Are you dating this person because you're actually uh, into them? Or are you dating this person because you're trying to fulfill it, like fill a gap? Are you trying to fill a gap in within your heart? And you have to take it slow because healing requires you to get real with yourself and you can't just go, uh, opening up the walls of your vulnerability and everything pours out. And then before you know it, you're projecting yourself onto this person. You got to do healing for you and you can't take, you have to take responsibility for you. This is an accountability. This is an accountability and you're taking accountability by saying that I used to rush things. Now, how you slow down is number one, you realize that whatever is going to be for you is going to be. And that at the end of the day, you have to enjoy the sweetness of life while it's here. Because everything may not be forever. You and this person may not be forever. You and this person may only be for another year or another six months. But I guarantee that you had a lesson and a blessing in every situation that you've been through. So count them as positives. Count them as you getting more stripes on your belt. Like you're getting more wisdom and insight about what you're looking for in a relationship. Each experience you have is that is that valuable. Like to be vulnerable with yourself is is telling yourself, is asking yourself, okay, what am I looking for in a relationship? And am I looking for these things because I lack it within myself? Or am I looking for these things because I genuinely, um, you know, I feel like this matches my energy. You have to be whatever you're looking for in a person. 
if you are not what you're looking for in a person, then you're doing it backwards. You're looking for validation from someone. And that's not where you, that's not a companionship. That's not a partnership. That's you being codependent. That's codependency at that point. So again, like the tower reminds us that things can come to an end, but it doesn't mean that that previous foundation was not something beautiful. You can't be insecure and you have to trust that if you have a gut feeling that she's not exclusive, then be on, be be cautious until you feel that nothing is going on. But in in the process, like meditate on it, play some frequencies, release any insecurity, because no matter the outcome, say she was doing something else with somebody else. Okay, then that lets you know it's time to cut it off. Or if you're cool with that, then you're cool with that. But if you're not comfortable with that, then cut it off. It doesn't mean that your experience with her wasn't valuable is what I'm saying. A lot of the times we're so busy trying to avoid life that we miss the whole point of what we're experiencing. And that's such a waste. That's why we're in constant cycles trying to learn the same lessons over and over again. And that's insanity. So y'all got to like get real. Get real about what's going to be best for you and what, like, what are you running from exactly? If, if you know these things about yourself, if you feel like, okay, I know that I, I need to work on my patience, I need to work on just flowing with things, get into meditation, sit down with yourself in a, in a peaceful place, sage it out, Palo Santo it out, smoke you a little blunt if you got to, whatever you want to do, just vibe out, play some frequencies in the back and relax. Sometimes I lay down, sometimes I sit up, whatever's feeling feeling the best for me in that moment. And I sit there and I just focus on my deep breathing. Just deep breaths. Breathe it out. Just be like I'm attracting love, positivity, confirmation, affirmation into my life. I'm breathing out, I'm exhaling any pain, suffering, doubt, insecurity, blame. You know, you also have to forgive yourself. I feel like there's also a lot of beating yourself up for not being so trusting at this point. But the truth is that you have a right to be cautious about things. You have a right to be early on in a relationship concerned about how things are going. That's a natural response. But I also feel like you can take it easy. That you can take it easy, just one step at a time. It doesn't mean be overly anxious about it. It means be per, like, see it for what it is, make a mental note of it, but don't get attached to it emotionally. It's not saying, I'm not saying that you can't have feelings for people, but when it's early on in a relationship, especially like you're still getting to know somebody and you're even from your message, like you're still dealing with um, your previous experiences. So it means that you have to work on mindfulness in your everyday activities. When you washing dishes, be mindful. Like, thank you. I'm so grateful I got this plate to eat on. For real. Like when you sweeping the floor, like I'm sweeping away any negative energy that I brought in from outside. Like that's just little ways that you can be mindful in your everyday. And that, that brings you back to the present. Anxiety is being uh, being 
overly overwhelmed from the future, like not knowing what's going to happen in the future. And depression is being stuck in the past. You're mixing a little bit of both right now, but you know what's going to bring you back to a centered place, a calm place, a place that you can see and feel and understand what you're going through and then process it on an intellectual level, on a spirit level. What's going to bring you back to that moment is coming back to a place of gratitude. Gratitude is going to bring you to the present moment. So just say five things that you're grateful for. Say five things that you're grateful for and you will see a difference. Just continue to say some things that you're that are reconfirming why you're here, what you're doing, why you're excited about life. Just find some little things that you love about yourself and speak positive to you. Every day I get up and I say, man, this is, I drink my water. I say, this is my rich witch juice for real. And, And I speak affirmations into myself. I am secure. I am stable. I am grounded. I am creative. I am full of love. I receive love. You also got to be open to receive. But, you know, we've had that conversation. It's like in, in the previous podcast is being open to receive. You can't expect to you can't give, give, give and not receive anything. That's not an equal exchange. So always come back to a place of is this benefiting in the same way? Am I matching the energy here? Are we matching each other's energy? If not, why? Come back to the question of why things are going this way. All right, so that is for winter's uh, question. I hope that that was helpful to you guys who are listening. And we're about to go into our second part of the, um, our second question, which we're going to go into a pretty deep, amazing story that uh, almost brought me to tears as I was reading it. So you guys get ready. Um, But I feel like there was so many life lessons in what this woman is about to say. um, And I feel like everybody needs to hear it. So here we go. So going into our second story or experience of the uh, evening here, the midday, (laughs) Um, this is from the caged butterfly. She says, backstory, we have to start at the beginning. I've always, I have always been a person that has had everyone around me, the glue that sticks everything together. Before I met my husband, we were in uh, junior high school. I secretly thought he was cute, but never made a move because he was older. Talking to my and talking to my best friend at the time, never anything serious. I had a boyfriend, let's call him M, of one year, and he was at the time my everything and lost my virginity to him as well. Even though I was going through some mild boy drama, my life at home was in shambles. My mom was terminally ill, and my dad was more of a phone call and a 10-minute visit. I had a little brother that I was trained to watch like a hawk. I managed every day as if I was normal. Well, at least that's what I thought. My mom went to her first hospital visit and stayed for a little bit over a month. And I look back now, and I feel like maybe that's when I changed. I felt darkness. I started cutting school, drinking more in the works. Fast forward, we're heading into high school. Me and my boyfriend at the time is now about to hit the two-year mark. And we've never gotten that far, but M changed as well. 
He got himself a new BFF and started cheating and trying to get into gangs. We changed, but I still had love. One day he tells me he wants me to meet his new BFF and work on us so we can spend more time together. I went because giving up is never an option. <clears throat> he knew a bad influence of <clears throat> his new bad influence of a BFF turned out to be the long lost guy that I thought was cute in junior high school, my soon to be husband. And I didn't know it then, but I didn't know it back then. He was going through his own family, uh, which was in shambles, and it too cha- and he changed his name legally and became the reason why my love had changed. I promised he promised to never be the guy that guy, and he was the sweetest guy I ever met. He wrote me poems, stayed up all night, took me to every restaurant, and fast forward. My mom is in and out of the hospital, and M was going out and doing the worst. We broke up, and I couldn't take his new phase that he started. Midway, I guess you probably know what happened here. Me and him got together. We're going to call him D. So she's not with M anymore. She's with D, the, the guy that she thought was cute. A little bit more backstory. Trouble is at an all-time high for me. I changed and let darkness consume me. I continued and esca- it continued and escalated, starting doing small crimes. And my mom was in and out of a coma, and I thought my little and I had my little brother to care for. My decisions were never just my decisions will never justify those acts, and I can't admit a lot of things were done out of rage. I took towards the world. I really was in a stuck. I really was just stuck in the why me, and I didn't understand yet. But he was there with me every step of the way. He encouraged me to do better, told me things like I would never be alone if I have him. When we were good, it was like fairy tales and magic. I feel like Disney, like everything Disney said is possible and I'm so lucky it's happening to me. But somewhere along the line, it got dark. And when it was bad, it was scary, breathtaking and overwhelmed with emotions that make you do things that you can never take back. We we got together officially when I was 15. Mid-story, me and D are a thing, and for some reason I feel like maybe I can get through this. Hanging out with my friends slowly stopped, and I really wanted to change, but my rage was so strong. We would argue, and it slowly started, and it started slow, just a simple fuck you and shut up. And then it escalated to low blows, to insecurities and fights. Love was so overwhelming for me, and I didn't see it at all. My mom passes away a year and a half into our relationship, but before she let D stay with us because his mom kicked him out, so I guess he was my first live-in boyfriend. I'm 16 at the time. Remember, it's just me and my brother and my mom. Well, now it was D there as well. We're missing teens and a minor just trying to make it. Pain was everywhere. Fights grew worse, and my little brother was feeling helpless. It sounds bad, but trust me, I held my own. Not justifying it, but yeah. We lasted a year alone living in shambles and trying to get my brother to school because my morals weren't completely gone. We managed. And D kept his word and stayed every step of the way. He even got under the books and under the books job just to help support us. I had warrants and so did D and now my brother is and at this time my brother was reported missing and hiding is getting hard. I thought of a plan to get him back. 
and and I had to put him in foster care because it seemed like the right thing to do. We left my apartment. My memory. Uh, Then we went to Dee's stepmoms. And on our way, leaving, I left all my mom's hard work and my memories. And a scar on my knee from when I got thrown into a bike. Bruises from the night before because he said something foul about my mom. And the fights began again. Giving each other Epsom salt baths with the never ending that we can't do this. Dee's family... She said, with Dee's family, her plan didn't work the way I thought with getting her brother. At this time, she's 17, still running and still with Dee. She said, I never knew what it felt like to have to clean up after any everybody and have nowhere to go. I found that out quick. No one really cares when we argue, and sometimes his stepmom would just watch. Dee turned it up a notch and cheated. But what was I supposed to do to leave? Uh, Rikers Island on my horse of pride. I fought back because, as you know, giving up isn't an option. That only made D bolder. He brought brought his new girlfriend to live with us. Y'all, I am just appalled by this this moment right here. (laughs) Okay, so he brought his new girlfriend to live with us. Stepmom, as we know, doesn't care. Me, well, I'm lost and still fighting for our relationship because he's right. I'm going to be alone without him. I don't have anyone else. I know that's a ploy, but in my case, even now, I don't really have family, just him and my brother. Always, anyways, back to the story. We lived, lived with her for four months. What I thought then was winning and got to kick her out. We were good again, just like Disney. And stepmom is now getting tired and too, getting tired to computer desk and a few black eyes later, she says, this is too much. We get shipped off to his dad's for the remainder of the year. That's what we were doing, traveling back and forth and fighting and fucking. It's been almost three years and it's just normal. I give thanks for the arguments that lasted for two hours instead of all night. No one was bleeding, so I guess we're better, and we handled our warrants. Now we're trying to be better. I got pregnant, and now none of them want us here, so shelter time. One week later, I left the shelter to live with a random lady. During that time, Dee was playing basketball and getting money from different women. What could I say? I'm pregnant now. Oh, and we ran off and got married. I was 18. Dee's, uh, with Dee's family... Uh, we got back with, at his stepmom's with their newborn son. The fights are minimal. After she dislocated her shoulder, they calmed down. Now, I didn't go to the hospital. His stepmom fixed it. He's working, and I'm starting to feel like a real wife. Until we came to the conclusion that we should have threesomes. How to this day, I don't know, but I was down for it, having someone to help do the things that I didn't want to do, including sucking dick on occasion uh, and just catch the load while I do the dishes. During the threesome phase, we stopped fighting um, and I had been going to counseling trying to heal. Dee, of course, stayed at home and smoked, but I learned how to just walk away and Dee learned how new ways to get under my skin and uh, at that time, he just didn't get me. He he got me when he said the extra and that we agreed to add was better than me in any way. 
Um, she was rolling a dutch and blacked out and did the unforgivable, cut his ass, but on the shoulder. So she went back to jail for cutting him. And she was 19 at the time. So in jail, she was making many promises to get out so D would drop the charges. She's home for Thanksgiving with her son and the extra girl is still there. As time went on, she liked the help that she was getting and she was having a good vibe with the extra girlfriend like they were friends. And she pushed them away at the beginning because D, uh, she didn't have friends in the beginning because when she got with D, D had pushed her, her friends away, saying that he didn't like to be around them. She says that she was the only one that she would help that would help with the arguments. She turned into my girlfriend and the threesomes were cool. One year later, and I'm 20. The fight slowed down and we had an in-home peer mediator and I hadn't had a bruise or given one in a while. I'm working my first job there in, in a year and I'm ready to get a real home again. Cinderella is tired of work, cooking, cleaning for everybody. Of course, D had stopped working, but we left the state and brought our carry along and it was great. I had a fresh start and now I can finally get my brother back, but he didn't want to come home. His memory of D seemed like nothing, like something I had never heard before, but I was there the whole time. Damn, and it was my only family. I'm 21. The three-way didn't work out two years after living together. D started falling in love and I couldn't handle it and she had to go. He refused. First time in my life we, we broke up for real for eight months. I got serious about my life and my worth and threw them both out and I was the only one paying bills. And my brother came back but with his girlfriend and he was having a baby. So her brother had a girlfriend and a baby. At that moment, I felt like we could build this back up, but D has to act right. He let her go, and we got back together, and my BFF passed. I met her on my eighth-month journey, and she really changed my life. Yes, the extra girlfriend lingered for some years, but we stopped fighting altogether. D kicked the extra girlfriend out to ch and chose to make it work with me. D changed. Um... And we didn't fight anymore, but he still uses low blows. He's finally beginning to be the man that I needed all these years. Working, coming home, and helping, and it's been a year of that. But as things are going like Disney again, and surprise, no arguments or fights, and I finally have this working man, and it's been a while, but I feel uneasy that things are beginning to feel like he got away pain-free. Threw him out in a blizzard, woke up one day and realized that this wasn't it. I went on a journey to find myself in 2018 and I'm 26 at that time. I lost so much, so many bits of myself. I just did me and I loved it. I felt like I could breathe again, but D was really trying and something changed in me. I don't know. We broke up for a year and really thought about divorce and starting fresh again. We got back together a few months towards the end of 2018, present day. Me and D have been in a fairy tale for a while and he's doing everything right. That year he changed himself too and seeked out help. I can say I've been abused and I've been an abuser. What happens when the storm is all over and the sunshine is finally out? But you look up into the sky and realize the spot that I'm standing in, yeah, it has sunshine, but if I step from the spot, from that spot, there's rainbows. 
I felt D spent so many years being a horrible boyfriend and husband that now he's finally doing it right and it's not enough. While you were cheating, I was trying to be I was trying to better myself for my family. The problem is right now I want to say I'm happy, <clears throat> but I feel like I cut myself short. I'm almost finished with college and he hasn't even started. I started a career and he's still doing temp agency. I want land and a house and he wants to wait. I want to travel and live in different uh, states. I want to try. Hold on. I want to travel and live in different states and he just wants to stay here. I found out that I love to dance and he hates those kind of things. I'm 27 and I'm not experiencing anything and it breaks my heart because now I look back and I'm here again. Wondering who I am, the things that I want, he is willing to give me now. But the problem is that I have to wait yet again for it. I have to wait till he works his way to a career and gets into college. And trust me, he's making those moves now. But I feel selfish because now I'm ready for a new, I'm ready for a new chapter in my life. But I have to put that on hold so he can catch up. I feel selfish because how can I say thank you for finally listening to me and treating me how I deserve, but it's not enough. That all these years is now for nothing. I feel stupid because now I'm even more evolved and know my worth and I feel like I should have left years ago. How can I leave when there's nothing wrong now? What about my son and my brother and his son? What if when we broke up those times, they took it really hard. I mean, if I wait, what is what if it's worth it and I finally get that family that I've been looking for? But then what if I waste another 10 years, just like the past one and a half? Like these past one and a half years, I've felt like a family and Dee knows my boundaries and knows that I will leave if he acts up. He's been slowly keeping his promises that he gave me years ago, replacing my ring, taking me on a family vacation, being okay with a newfound friend. I'm slowly becoming me, but with a limit, and I want to be me unapologetically. I thought I won because I weathered the storm, but a long way I've been cutting myself short. But along the way, I've been cutting myself short, missing opportunities in everything. Signed, a caged butterfly. <sighs> Y'all, just deep breath on that real quick. Like, just... Because, bruh, I have to tell you that there is so, there's so many components to what you're saying, but I'm going to speak on what's important for what's present day right now and how, how taking your time and taking it slow with yourself will help you ease up on the process of dealing with what you're going through. Because you're not selfish for wanting more for you or you're not, like your feelings are validated. You have valid feelings of feeling displaced within a relationship with a person that you've had a lot of conflict with with a person that you felt um, you both have put each other through so much. And now it's like, okay, what, where's the worth in all of this? Like, are, are we doing the right things at this point? Like, is it worth all of these years that we've been together, all this bullshit, you know, like you guys have been together since you were 15. 
like married since 18. So that's a lot of time. You guys have been together over 10 years. It's a big transition, of course, for the people around you if you were to separate, but that is not your concern. So we're going to go ahead and rule that out right now because your life is for you to live. And although we should be considerate of the people around us, when it comes to you making choices that are good for you and your love life and your love of self, then go ahead and get that thought out of your mind because you're not uh, you're not responsible for how they feel about you and your relationship. That's their responsibility. Let them deal with their feelings because it has nothing to do with them. So we just going to rule that out first and foremost right there. <laughs> we just going to let that go because it's not even look, we can think of we can be considerate about people's feelings all day, but when we start tiptoeing all the, all over the place, what good are we? Then we start being dishonest with ourselves. And when we're dishonest with ourselves, we can't be real with the people around us. So at the end of the day, you just being considered is just stepping on everybody's toes. So there's no point in that. And I know that may be hard to grasp at first or hard to do because you're so used to sacrificing yourself for the sake of other people. But it's no longer necessary at this point of your evolution, Butterfly. Your evolution, you're at a point of growth. And I, for anybody who's into astrology, you're hitting your Saturn return. 27 to 30 is like your Saturn return. Saturn is the Lord of karma, responsibility. Of course, this is the time where you're looking at, well, what have I accomplished in my life and am I where I want to be? And it's perfectly okay to want somebody to be on your level. No matter what you guys have been through, you are evolving. And if your partner is not where you want them to be, I'm not saying just get up and dip, but I'm saying you have to evaluate where your feelings are at. It doesn't sound like you're still in love with this person, because if you're still in love with this person, where they're at in their career and where they're at in their schooling is not going to matter to you. If, if you if this person makes you happy, but the things he's doing is not making you happy anymore because you don't want it from him anymore. And that's the hard that's the hard reality is that you just don't want his affection anymore. And so when you think about that, that's what you've been craving, but that's what you think you've been craving. But that's not really what you, you've been craving. Your spirit has been craving for you to nurture you, not for him to love you and give you a family. Your spirit has been crying to you, asking you to to put yourself first. That's what you've been looking for. You wanted things to go how you wanted them to go because you were young at that point. And you had grown up in a society. We've all grown up in a society that values materialistic things like having a house and a family and getting married and a kid and staying committed and staying uh, loyal to situations that don't make us happy. Like that's a that's a programmed thought process. You are breaking out of those thought processes. So feel unapologetic about how you feel. Be unapologetic about how you feel. It's okay to evolve, no matter how how painful that is. You can't sit here and wait. And you have to ask yourself, am I like, is this the person that I want to spend my life with? Is this the person that I enjoy getting attention from? Is this the person that I enjoy spoiling? 
Is this the person that I want to see have the world and stand by my side no matter where they're at? As long as they're matching in energy, their, their energy is where their accomplishment is. Their energy is where it's at. So if if you are at a place where his energy it, he's doing the things that he needs to do but the, but y'all aren't resonating on the same place anymore that's okay. It's okay to outgrow people. And we are so often stuck in a cycle of doing what feels like like being afraid of what people will think if we walk away or feeling like we may regret it. Like you said, you're worried about, are you going to waste 10 years or is this going to be what you're looking for? But if it was what you were looking for, it would have resonated with you. It would have felt okay. It would have felt like, all right, I want to work, like, I want to work this out. You would have known that you wanted to work it out. But be like, if you aren't ready to make a decision yet, I advise you to take a step back. I'm not saying break up with him today. This is for anybody that's having this issue. If you have been in a long-term relationship, there are a lot of things that you have to consider. And when it comes to the consideration aspect, you got to ask yourself, is this, do I, do I see this in my future? When I see my future, when I see me doing things, is this the person I see me doing it with? And am I envisioning me with this person because it feels joyous or am I doing this out of habit, out of because that's, again, codependency? Am I doing this out of codependency? And so you are the only one that can make you happy. And when you're in a relationship, you have to be happy and your partner has to supply their own happiness. And when you come together, you form a connection of of just the the same happy energy. You just, of course, you're not going to be happy all the time, but that person's energy should not affect you on a level, like you said, like, I feel like you've moved past a lot of the triggers involved. I'm going to put it that way. I feel like you've moved past a lot of the triggers involved because you're not as reactive. You've grown a lot through this relationship. So there's a lot of beautiful things to take from this relationship, regardless if you left now or if you left 10 years from now. There's still a lot of value in what you chose to do. So be unforgiving about your choices. And if you feel like you're going to regret not walking away, then that's a symbol that you need to walk away. If you feel like you may regret not walking away, then you need to walk away. But if you feel like you're going to regret letting this person go because they truly do make you happy, like they truly do contribute to your happiness, not make you happy, but contribute to that happiness. They contribute to it. They are in addition, like they're the person you want to see your life with and that you love them unconditionally, no matter which stage they're at. Just like you have to love yourself unconditionally. You are limitless. And another thing that I wanted to say about this is that you are the one that creates the sacred space that which you reside in. So if you're unhappy in your home right now, it's because you're unhappy with yourself. So you need to go into meditation. You need to sit down and write some things out. Let some things go because the past is the past. You can't change the past. Y'all been through a lot of shit, but that doesn't that just built you to be a stronger person. And you learned a lot of lessons from that. And that's valuable. So take it for face value that that's something that you that you went through that you chose to go through. And that you you weren't a victim in that. 
And and that was something that you needed in order for your life purpose to be fulfilled. Like now you've learned all of these things, what you going to do with it? You at a point where you have a lot going for you. So you can create anything that you want. And that should really be your focus. Focus on you. And if he get left behind, he get left behind. People will exit themselves out of the situation. Like when something is meant for you, it's going to be meant for you. It's not going to be no back and forth. If you're back and forth with it in your mind, you need to step away so that you can articulate your feelings. Write them down. Let them go. Get some space. Get some space. Like, it's okay to take breaks, to take mental breaks, to take emotional breaks, to do things for you. You cannot be the only one. Like, and just have a a candid conversation. Have a blunt conversation about it. Just be like, look. Uh, are you doing this out of guilt? Are you doing things for me as a man that that I all the things that I said I wanted and fulfilling all these promises because you feel guilty? Because a lot of the times people start acting right and wanting a good life and changing and transforming, and then they realize that you've been good for them this whole time, or that or that not you've been good for them this whole time, but you know that y'all y'all were were not good for each other in general. Y'all were just toxic for each other in general. That's the facts. Like, whether you felt like it was fairy telling all good, it wasn't. Y'all was just hiding the triggers. Y'all were hiding the unresolved bullshit. So none of that shit was really resolved. And you got to ask yourself, like, again, am I doing this out of guilt? Am I doing this just because I should stay? Like, you are stuck in a a mindset of I should not give up. I should not. I should be consistent. And, you know, I feel like we're just so conditioned to take pain and to put ourselves and stay in circumstances that make us unhappy or that um, don't vibrate with where we're headed in our life. We tend to stay in those circumstances because it's comfortable. I feel like you are craving expansion in your life and you should explore that because your life is your life to live. Your life is for you. And whoever is alongside you for that journey, they're there. And ain't nothing, ain't nothing else is, you know, of course, you got to meet people halfway sometimes, but they also got to meet you halfway. You're saying that he's fulfilling these things that you asked for, but you also got to do an update with you because those are not the things that you want anymore. He's doing things that don't really hold a lot of value to you anymore. You're valuing traveling. You're valuing expansion. You're valuing taking next steps and going to another level. The things that you were looking for are not what you were looking for now. And that's okay. It's okay to be where you're at. So take your time with that. Be gentle with you. Be gentle with this process. It's okay to take your time with it because you have nothing but time. It, you, your time is, is yours. It's on you. So you're not rushed to make any decisions. In fact, you can take a step back and relax and let, the, let, let it come to you. Ask yourself how you feel. For real. You will get a gut feeling and you'll get headaches. You'll start feeling aches and pains around this person. You'll feel more stressed out around this person. You'll get tingling sensations all over your body when something is right. You'll get a heating up in your stomach. You'll feel it. It feels so good. 
And it's okay if you experience a mix of both of those things. Sometimes you got to say, okay, what is what is contributing the most to my life at this point? So that is my advice to you, the cage butterfly, and anyone else going through those circumstances and situations. I absolutely feel you. I've had similar situations, felt similar things that she was feeling. And um, I greatly appreciate you putting in the effort to write all of that out and give us a good view of your situation and the things that you feel. I know that that was valuable, not only for me, but everybody listening as well. (laughs) I know that that was valuable. And I'm super excited for our next episode. So please send in some submissions to souldriveglobal at gmail.com or you can submit it to our Instagram, Soul Drive Global, or on Facebook's at Soul Drive. And it is a little round symbol that is orange and yellow that says Soul Drive on it so you can't miss it. All right, y'all. Zane Spirit is out. I love you guys. The divine loves you. And I'm looking forward to our next episode next week.